Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association is proud to support BIV's daily Coping with COVID podcast series. And now that there is a plan to safely restart BC, we hope you'll join us in supporting your favorite local businesses. From restaurants to retail, our downtown businesses need us now more than ever. Thanks everyone and stay safe. As BC parks open for camping, overnight camping, and the weather starts to warm, many British Columbians turning their attention to how and where they might spend their summer vacation. One thing's for sure, shaping up to be a pretty different tourism sector season for those who rely on the summer months for their business. Chris Fair joins me now. He is the president and CEO of Residence Consultancy. They do a number of work with clients across sectors, but they do some work in the tourism sector as well, and that's what we're going to be focusing on today. Chris, thanks so much for coming on the show really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, we know that tourism was, of course, one of the sectors hardest hit by the pandemic. But now that we're seeing economies start to open up gradually, what kinds of things are you hearing from the sector and from clients? Yeah, obviously, this crisis has been devastating to the travel and tourism sector. Um, there's really no industry that's been more impacted by this pandemic than, than travel and tourism. Um, you know, fortunately, here in British Columbia, we have the you know, opportunity to have some kind of an opening and some kind of a tourist season uh, this summer because of the the hard work that British Columbians have done to contain the pandemic. Um, it's just that that summer season is going to look a lot different than any tourist season we've ever had before. Do we have any indication yet of what that's going to look like here in BC? Um, I think it's a, a real wild card to determine, you know, how people will behave. You know, do we feel um, safe going out and enjoying our places within our province? I mean, of course, the way we're going to travel is going to be quite different because it's not only that there's no international travel coming in. The other variable in this summer is there are probably very few British Columbians going out. So you know, we have all of that expenditure planning going to be entirely British Columbians traveling, vacationing within the province of British Columbia. And that's never happened before. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I know certain cities in BC and BC itself has really worked hard to bill itself as an international destination. But if you take that international travel off the table, do destinations need to think differently about how they market themselves in the months ahead? Yeah, there's no question that we have global appeal, but you know, 80% of visitors to British Columbia roughly are still domestic Canadians. So the majority of travel still has been uh, domestic. I think the difference is going to be in thinking about what kinds of activities and experiences can we safely deliver, um, that it's not going to be uh, work for 3,000 people to crowd into a ski lodge, let's say, you know, this fall. So the way we travel, how we can create and adapt hotels and experiences to be able to deliver them safely and under the conditions and constraints that we have is going to be the real difference in terms of creating some innovation, more so than who's coming from where to consume those experiences. And I suppose part of that too is being ready for an influx of domestic demand. The BC Parks website crashing is maybe a good example of that. We need to think about potentially a lot of people very, very keen to get outside and do a little bit of traveling, even if it's close to home. Yeah, I think there's, you know, as much as there's, you know, doom and gloom, and we talk about all of the constraints, you know, I do foresee that there are particular destinations within BC um, that are going to be in too much demand. 
Um, you know, if you think about going up, you know, Vancouver Island or the mountains, you know, these regional destinations have limited capacity. Um, and there's a potential scenario here, you know, despite all of the economic malaise and downturn, you know, people still want to experience vacations, um, particularly after they've been cooped up for three months. And I think we actually will see this summer that there will be certain places in BC that supply, uh, demand may exceed supply, uh, which will be something that we haven't really thought about before. I know it's perhaps hard to tell now there's so much that remains uncertain about our post-pandemic world, but many institutions, restaurants, they have the plastic barriers up. There's different queuing procedures, all kinds of different health and safety procedures. Do you think any element of this, any new business practices that we're seeing right now could be here to stay and could become permanent procedures in tourism? Yeah, I think a lot of there will be some lasting effect and you know it's difficult to tell you know what that is but um, we often think about in a crisis like this that everything's going to change uh, that's not true that's simply simply not the case a lot of things will go back you know a couple of years from now we'll look back and and things will probably be largely like they were in 2019 but you know, I think there will be some lasting effects particularly for like meetings conferences and events that if we're doing more meetings conferences virtually um, you know I'm not sure we ever go back to the same way meetings, conferences, and events, there's probably going to be some hybrid model where the event, some certain amount of the event is happening in person and a certain amount of it is happening um, virtually. And there is an opportunity for places like Vancouver to really be a leader in that space, um, you know, where there's a cachet to an event being hosted or broadcast from a city like Vancouver around the world, you know, whether you're able to attend in person or not. Interesting. I know we have a lot of open spaces here in BC compared to say other jurisdictions around the world. Could that be become an asset or a feature when we're talking about international tourism and people maybe being a little bit concerned about how close they might be to other people? Could we see that become part of the branding process? Yeah, I think, you know, British Columbia and its uh, moniker, you know, supernatural British Columbia has already been positioned in its brand you know, was built around the nature, access to open spaces, et cetera. And, you know, certainly that's a message that's going to resonate even more, you know, with people around the world. So, you know, there are some potential silver linings to this in terms of competitive advantage that either emerges or gets dialed up in the minds of consumers around the world, whether that's for leisure travel or business travel, as we look to 2021, you know, and beyond. I think Vancouver and, and British Columbia is going to be well positioned, you know, versus cities like uh, New York, whose brand is going to be, you know, more tarnished and take longer to recover um, because of the extent uh, of the crisis and the pandemic in those particular places. And I think many people would be familiar with some of the challenges, restrictions on travel, restrictions around how close we can be, many restrictions related to health and safety. What might be some of the opportunities we see? I know you touched on it a little bit with, say, virtual events, but what other kinds of things are you hearing by way of potential trends that could come out of COVID? And we've been talking a lot about, you know, the shift from, you know, over tourism was something that we were talking about and contemplating, you know, in a lot of cities um, that simply had, you know, too many people. Um, there was just too much demand relative to the supply. You know, this certain, this crisis has certainly dealt with that problem and taken, and taken that off the table. But maybe one of the trends that emerges out of this is, you know, this shift from quantity and destinations focusing on the number of visitors uh, more into quality, you know, in terms of how do we deliver quality experiences, you know, to fewer people. Um, that does mean that travel gets more expensive and maybe becomes you know, more exclusive. Um, but there is opportunity here in British Columbia because of all the space we have to have that 
kind of wide range of experiences from, that are very affordable from you know, going camping, as you mentioned uh, in your intro, um, to you know, having some you know, very refined experiences, you know, fishing lodges, hello skiing, uh, et cetera. So I think we might see development of actually more experiences and offerings and hotels upgrading to cater and go after that affluent traveler that's most likely to come back the soonest um, and then there's also is, is the most profitable. So we may see a future where we have fewer visitors, um, but a higher yield. And I think that's, as an industry, that's a potentially a good outcome out of this. Interesting. And are there parallels too for business travel? Might we see say, people engaging in business travel only on an as-needed basis and it's more expensive and perhaps the trip's longer? Yeah, I think business travel is certainly going to be one of the, the most impacted in this as companies have gone virtually entire corporations deciding that they're going to work remotely long-term, um, that if we're working remotely long-term and they accept that, then there's likely less need and demand to travel for in-person, in-person meetings. So I think business travel is going to, is going to go down, uh, but business travel is a relatively small portion of the BC tourism economy. Um, we are, when we look at a city like even Vancouver, where about only about 15% of visitors to the city, you know, were business travelers. So our tourism economy is largely built on on leisure, and even though meetings, events, conferences are are an important part, um, you know we're less likely to be impacted than some other metropolitan areas that have a much higher percentage historically of of business travel to their destination. Chris, a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much for coming on with your insight. Great, thanks for having me. That's Chris Fair, President and CEO of Resonance Consultancy. And this has been Coping with COVID-19. I'm Haley Wooden. Thanks so much for watching. We'll be back with a new video tomorrow.